Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Reeves, and my purpose is to help women grow their online businesses, influence, and income with ease. If you're ready to drop the excuses and start showing up as the boss you know you're meant to be, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Guess what? You probably don't know this. But we are a week away from my one-year anniversary of starting this Six-Figure Influencer podcast, which is insane and something that I have to celebrate because it's a really big deal for me, and it marks a year of serving you and putting out the best content that I know how to put out. Um, So what better way to celebrate that and to celebrate my listeners than doing a big giveaway? Duh. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. And I want to let you in on those details right now, because the giveaway is going to be happening over the course of two weeks. So I don't know when you're listening to this, but hopefully it has not ran out yet. Um, but it starts right now on Monday, the 24th of February. And here are the details. I am giving away a two-part coaching package. It starts with a full social media audit where I'm going to come through all of your social media and we'll talk about what you're doing really well, what to do more of, what to do less of, and how to change up your brand, your vibe, whatever it is that you're wanting to do so that it aligns with your big goals. And that's the second part of this. You get a one-on-one with me where we're going to sit down and fully strategize and create a game plan to get you to your next big goal. I'm giving that away, um, again, as a thank you for you who is listening to this right now, um, because I wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for you. So anyway, I'm going to put the details of this giveaway in the show notes, but long story short, if you want to participate in this, all you have to do is text six figure. That's the number six and then figure F I G U R E six figure to three, one nine, nine, six. And then you will get the details on how to enter this giveaway. So it'll be really simple, really easy for you to enter. Um, and yeah, that's it. Good luck. I look forward to working with one of you very, very closely. And now enjoy this awesome interview with Rachel. I am so excited to finally get this episode out to you. I recorded this interview, uh, gosh, probably about a month ago now, and it was set to actually go live um, later than today, later than when you're hearing this, but it was so good. I actually bumped it up um, in front of a few other episodes just because I had to get it out sooner because she just... Rachel, who you know is who I'm interviewing in this episode, I'm sure by now from the title, um, she just, she shared it all. She didn't hold anything back. She's so real and just relatable. And what she has built is incredibly inspiring. And, um, and she really did not hold back. So I thought that I would introduce this with telling you a little bit about Rachel and how we met because it's actually pretty funny. So first and foremost, Rachel is the owner and founder of Crate and Cottage. She runs a gorgeous Instagram account 
that started with sharing just pictures of her home and actually started before that, which she gets into like how she even got started. But what it is today has evolved so much in terms of what she shares, what she's known for, what she wants to be known for. It's just a testament to how your dreams and business will evolve over time and hers absolutely has. But she is a wife, she's a mom to two boys and Chris and I just love her and her family. And she's also my neighbor. <laughs> So a little funny story about how I met Rachel was, let me just paint this picture for you. First of all, before I actually met her, across from our house, from where we live now, we saw that they were building a few houses. It was like directly across from us, but down this really, really, really long driveway. So we couldn't even really see these homes that they were building, but we knew that it was happening. We didn't know who these people were. We kind of heard that it was like families that were building houses close together, which was kind of cool. But, you know, like I said, down this really long driveway. So eventually they, you know, they built their homes and, you know, even though it's across from us, like it's still kind of far away with the long driveway. So we never like ran into them or anything. And one day I wake up and the first thing that I do is let the dogs outside. And this is, I don't know, seven o'clock in the morning. It's a beautiful day. I haven't even had my coffee yet, okay? Like, I, I am fresh out of bed. I think I have Cruz in his walker or in the high chair, like eating some food or something. And all of a sudden, I hear my smallest dog, Sunday, barking hysterically. So I run to the door, I look out the window, and he is pestering and chasing this poor sweet couple down who I'd seen walking on our road. We live on this secluded, beautiful street. And um, I've seen this couple walk back and forth on the street many times, but it never actually talked to them. And he is now pestering them, like chasing them down the street. So I'm mortified. Um, I don't want my bigger dog, Mattis, to get into the street and then scare them because he's a lot bigger than Sunday. So I then have to run outside to get my dogs. I'm not even wearing a bra. I haven't even brushed my teeth. I mean, I am a hot mess going to get my dog. So I come up to this sweet couple. I'm apologizing profusely for my little terrier who is a psychopath. And the woman who is Rachel's mom, I didn't know this at the time, didn't even know Rachel, but it's Rachel's mom and her dad. And her name is Cheryl. And she was so warm and kind and just a firecracker and she comes right up to me right in my face she said hey i'm cheryl how are you doing what do you do blah, blah 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 and she's just introducing herself and i am just i'm so mortified and embarrassed because of my state and you know of course i'm talking to them and hey yeah oh you guys live up the road awesome i'm so excited i finally get to meet you and she said so what do you do and I tell her, you know, I, I help women grow their businesses via social media and mainly Instagram. And she, her eyes just get wide. And she looks at me. She said, you got to meet my daughter, Rachel. Do you know my daughter, Rachel Creighton Cottage? And I said, I don't think so. She said, do you have your phone? Get your phone. And she pulls up her phone and pulls up Rachel. And I about die because at this time, my presence, I mean, it's still, you know, small but mighty. 
but small, especially at the time. And Rachel had, I don't know. I mean, it was just, it was very different. Okay. And she said that that's my daughter. That's Rachel. You have to meet her. She lives next door to us. And it just kind of blew my mind because I realized like the, these are the people like living across the street is this massive influencer who does similar to what I do. Um, she didn't teach courses or anything, but you know, we have very similar businesses and, you know, lifestyles working from home and everything. And it was just the coolest thing. Um, so anyway, I met her lovely parents. They were amazing. And I went inside and I immediately just DM'd her. I was like, Hey, you don't know me. I live across the street. I just met your mom. <laughs> she told me to look you up and I just wanted to say hello. It's so nice to meet you. And long story short, you know, we get together on occasion. And like I said, Chris and I love her and her husband, Rich, and their two boys. And they're just, we consider them great friends and they're just the best. So anyway, it's just funny how things work. And, um, and that is how I got to know Rachel. But I've been wanting to interview her for quite some time because she has, like I said, has grown this incredible presence and following that has parlayed into this business and just all of these crazy things. So I wanted to sit down with her and just get the juice. Like, how did you do this? Where did this start? How did you grow so fast? How do you maintain life as a mom and a wife, and, and by the way, she homeschools her kids and you know, and all the things that comes into creating all the content that she creates. And now she's a published author. So I just wanted to sit down and, and just pick her brain. And she was so gracious and like I said, just gave it away. So obviously I'm about to hush and let you listen to the interview, but it just makes me so happy and thankful that I get to call her a friend. We talk about everything from how she got started to what her business or what her journey has looked like from starting from zero followers and doing all of this as a hobby to now an account with over a hundred thousand followers and growing every day to the mistakes that she's made over the years to mistakes that she sees other people doing. She shares that and she shares about what what her journey has looked like in terms of like all of the crazy business opportunities that have come about since starting from you know a potential reality TV show to a book deal to um, raising money for different charities that are near and dear to her heart and she's just she's such she's such an inspiration I look up to her so much I love her and I know that you will too if you don't follow her already please do you can find her at Creighton Cottage um, but anyway I'm gonna be quiet now I'm gonna start the interview enjoy and um, after you listen shoot her a message let her know that you listened and thank her for being so open and honest because she really is anyway enjoy all right, we are recording. Hi, Rach. Hi, Allie. <laughs> I across so the I know, street. I know. I I know. In the intro of this, I'm going to explain how I know you and that you live yeah. within walking distance. And I know that whenever we first were talking about doing this together, we're like, we'll be sitting in the closet together recording this <laughs> where I used to record. And I was like, I'm not going to make her come over to do this where this is what technology is for. So this I is like totally done it though. <laughs> laziness to a new extent, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. 
But I'm just, I'm so excited to chat with you. I'm actually surprised it's taken us this long to get you on the podcast because like you're the epitome. You're like the superstar oh, yeah. sample of, for real though, and I know you're so humble, but I'm just going to brag on you. I mean, like what I teach and the women that I teach, like you, what you've done with your platform and your success and and the crazy part is, is like, she's just getting started. (laughs) Um, but it's like the Holy grail. It's like what everybody wants. So uh, I just, I I have to pick your brain. I'm so excited to learn all of the things. Truly just winging it over here. I Well, and that's what I love about you so much because that's, that's always, you know, even whenever we first met and we were talking, it was just, you always said it was just kind of trial and error and, but you work hard. I mean, you really, this is a real business for you and you put Mm -hmm. in a lot of work into it. And I think that's, something that people who aren't in this industry and whenever they look at other bloggers, I feel like people take it for granted and they think that it's easy. Oh yeah. And it just puts on an outfit and stands in front of something. It's laughable. It's like, you have no clue how much she works. So let's, let's dive in for people who aren't following you yet for the two people that aren't following you yet. (laughs) Introduce yourself. Tell us, tell us what Miss Rachel is all about. I'll try to make it a short story. I am Rachel Van Clive. I was born and raised in Nashville. My husband as well. So people call us a unicorn of the city. Um, it's ever growing and changing, but we live about 20 minutes outside of the city on a good day. If it's trafficy, it's yeah, 45 minutes. It's a real good but, day. <laughs> yeah, real good day. Um, so I had like the quintessential childhood, um, private school, great parents, still married. Um, we actually live out here on the property with them. And um, yep, two sisters. And I just had a great childhood. Um, and then Richard and I got married. So we met when I was 14. He was 17. And we met at church. It's been 20 years in June. We've been together and it's been a long journey of growing and um, growing up together. And so we were fortunate enough to build our first house behind my parents. My mom invested in the lot behind her on a whim when we were little and we were able to build our first house there. So I kind of got that experience firsthand. And then we stayed there 10 years. In the meantime, we worked some odd jobs and then Richard got into real estate and then we opened our own business. So we own Regal Realty outside of Nashville. And then we started flipping and kind of getting into investment deals. And then we had our first son. And after that, I just went through postpartum and anxiety and my quintessential bubble was burst. And, um, you know, I always wanted to be a mom. I always thought, oh, well, this is, exactly what I was called to do. And then when it happened, I was like, wait a minute, this is not all of who I am. And this is not my purpose. So after battling like a couple years, almost losing our marriage and just like finally getting some help with some doctors, medication and being open about it, I was able to get up and decide, you know what? I like decorating. My mom was always a decorator. She always let us decorate our rooms. And so she kind of put that passion in me that I didn't know I had. And so I started taking photos every day of my house. It gave me a job like, okay, I don't have a job. I need a purpose. I'm going to get up and I'm going to take a photo and share it. And in the beginning, I created my own Instagram account 
and it was hidden. I was like, if I get 500 followers, I will share it with the people I know because it's so much easier to keep something quiet than to share with actual people, you know? And so lo and behold, I started growing and growing and I thought, okay, well, I guess I'm going to announce it to the world. And I did. That was the hardest part, honestly, like just doing it. And so after that, we left the home we'd been in for 10 years and started building our farmhouse um, right across from Alley. And then um, I took people along for the journey and kind of more or less for a journal for myself. And then people just kept following and wanting to see what I was doing. And it, it just literally grew from there. So it's gotten me here. And now I have a book coming out and there's some things we'll talk about, but it's kind of how I got here and how I got started. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. A lot. <laughs> I didn't know. Okay. So Creighton Cottage started before you built the farmhouse. Right. Actually, my mom and I owned, not owned, but we had an antique booth before my second was born. So in between my first and second, and we named it Creighton Cottage because I had little crates, um, you know, like milk crates and I displayed all our finds in it and it was a cottage feel. So we just named it that on a whim and then I decided just to use that in my Instagram. And so I actually think I deleted those pictures from the beginning and just started fresh with our new build. But I did start elsewhere and started growing that way based on our antique booth. So you hit 500 followers. Right. And then did, you, did you then go public? And Actually, one of my friends saw, you know, how on Instagram, when you're looking, you'd say, follow this person. We think you like them. Well, I popped up on one of my friends and she was like, what What are you doing? I got busted for (laughs) sure. And I was like, okay, fine. Cat's out of the bag. I'm going to try this, this weird little thing. And it happened. (laughs) Okay. So how long ago was that? Oh gosh. So I didn't really start sharing this house two and a half years ago. So about then. And you're at 107,000 followers right now. Right. Yeah, I don't know what how that happens. <laughs> the frick. <laughs> Y'all, what's so maddening about Rachel, she doesn't even, tr- well, she works her butt off, but like this success part, I know that that's not what it was about for you. And so many people, myself included, like I've always wanted a big audience. And so many people, like that's the thing that you want. And you're just like, it just happened. And I know, you know, and this started, it started so organically as this pure outlet for you and how you were dealing with your anxiety. And God was like, Hey, you're good at this. Here's a I massive think, platform. <laughs> right. And I'm like, what? I'm still like, what am I doing with this? Um, I just think when you are humble and organic and real, people just gravitate toward it. Agreed. I, I mean, I noticed, I noticed like if you look at your feed and we can go into that later, but if you're looking at things that people navigate more toward, it's always, I struggle today with being a mom or I don't like the way I look or my marriage had a rough time today. You know, like it's those things that people are like, Oh, she's saying more than, mm-hmm. than a couch in her living room. I'm, I'm hearing her heart. So I think that's always kind of been, I'm just kind of tried to be open and honest and encouraging. And I think that's paid off. Okay. Before we dive in to like more of that, I don't want to lose this thought. What are your DMS like? Honestly, I'm weird too, because I like them to all be gone and I try to respond to everybody, but I don't get hundreds at a time. I'll probably get, 
it depends on how much I story, which we can go on that later. Yeah. It's almost like, do I story more and then I get more DMs or do I, yes. do I not show up? I know a lot of big influencers cut off their DMs and just respond under comments because it's too much. And you feel, you don't want people to not feel, you know, I feel bad for the people that are pouring their heart out to me, but there's also a million that just say, great job. You know, and you can't respond to everyone. So I'll probably get 60 or so a day, but I, I try to weed them out. That's so <laughs> much. Go through. This is something that like, as of lately, I've, I've gotten more and I've always, it's never been a problem to keep up with the DMs and now just, you know, life being busy and it, it bothers me. And I'm like, dang, people are going to, you know, get offended. And, but with me, it's, it's a lot about business. So they don't go so deep, but with you, you share so much of your heart. Oh man, it's like, my marriage has been so bad today. Do you have any, do you have any advice for me? And I'm just like, okay, I can't ignore that. So it's a balance for sure, but I've done okay with it thus far. Do you spend, how much time a day do you designate? Do you have like a, a schedule to get back to people? Heck no, I don't have a schedule, but I try, you know, like if I'm, if Richard's driving somewhere and I'll try to do it, or if I'm laying in bed at night and try to get through some, not necessarily when my people are around, but I do try. What's really maddening about Instagram is they have yet to do multi-delete button on your DMs. Mm -hmm. I just don't understand that if it's a scheme to get people to read more, or I would just love that if I could have a multi-delete function button, like an email, but maybe one day. Or the double tap whenever people double tap and it shows as an unread message. And then all of a sudden it's just, and you have to swipe and delete and approve. And when you're doing that a hundred times, it's really bad. (laughs) It's it's so funny. Okay. I was just curious. That just popped in my head. I was like, man, I wonder, because I can only imagine what people share with you. And I know that you take the time to get back. So, okay, let's back up. You were getting started. You started genuinely just sharing pictures of your your home, and then and then you built your gorgeous house that you have now. How fast did you start growing? What was that like? It was slow in the beginning. I think um, honestly, let me back up a little. So at my old house, I really felt like the Lord was like, "You need to do something with this." Like there's a way to reach a lot of people in one tiny app, one button. So I reached out to like five or six larger accounts at the time that were, you know, a little bit ahead of me in the scheme of things. Maybe they had 40, 50,000 followers. And I was like, Hey, can you offer me any advice? And one lady, um, our vintage nest called me personally and went through like, God lover. She took the time to tell me how to kind of grow and just, offer me advice about being honest and finding a community and like a phone call. And I remember I was sitting on the floor of my bedroom. I was so nervous that she would take the time to talk to me. And she did. And ever since then I I had a friend in her. Mm -hmm. And so I felt the Lord really say, you need to do something good with this. So I reached out to five or six more. And then I reached out to a non-for-profit company called more than me and asked if they would be interested in doing an internet campaign it's a company, well, an organization that um, takes Liberian girls off the streets from trafficking and puts them into their education system. So they have schools all over. Um, Katie Myler started it. She's actually local. But anyways, all that to say, I figured out a scheme in my head. Like if I could share a picture of these girls and then X, Y, and Z could share as well, we could create a loop, which loops were real back, 
big back then on Instagram, like giveaway loops. You'd follow this girl, then go over to her account, follow her, and you'd get a prize at the end. So I created this loop event where with each picture that these larger accounts shared was a little story about the company and the girl that we were sharing. And so you'd loop around and you'd see the whole story. And at the end, you'd be asked to donate. So it took them to like a PayPal link or whatever. And we ended up $5,000, which was huge because it, it took, um, it was like a 24 hour thing and it got, what did it put in 37 girls for a year off the streets and into school from one little thought I had, you know, and I thought, this is it. I am going to use this platform, dang it, for good. If I can do this with just these few women, which they're so willing and they're so kind, especially in my community, most women I interact with in here, in this realm are sweet and kind. Mm-hmm. And so I thought we got 37 girls. We may never know them or see them, or but we planted that seed because I took some time to organize an event. And after that, you know, they, people also had to follow each account as they went along. So it was, mm-hmm. it was giving the, the participants something as well. But so I kind of grew my following there then with a little bit of a, Mm-hmm. A leap, but I just was trying to think outside of the box of how can I get these big accounts to interact with a little account and also help them grow, but also do something for the greater good. So that jumped me up maybe like to five or 6,000, like just wow. doing that and being consistent. And then, then they slowly grew. It took a while to get to 10. I remember getting to 10,000 and I was like, I've made it. I've got the swipe up. Such a big deal. I, I thought I don't even need to feel anything else for the rest of my life. <laughs> I, made, you know, like, I worked hard. I finally did it. Forget um, kids. Forget marriage. Forget it. I got the swipe up. up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I remember, I remember thinking, I remember at each mark, the thousand mark. I thought, wow. The 10,000 mark blew me away. And then it slowly it slowly grew after that. I think it doubled more from 15 to 30 was super quick for me. And we can go into how I I did that, but that's how it started. Yeah. So, well, that's what I've noticed. And that's what I share with a lot of people too. I feel like getting to 10 K is the hardest part. And then after that, I feel like, and the more that you grow and I feel like numbers aren't as attractive as they used to be because everybody has larger audiences now, but but especially back then and just, just a year ago, even once you get to 10 K and up, it gets a lot easier to, especially for businesses. I mean, that swipe up, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't always my focus. The numbers were never always my focus. I was still blown away at a thousand versus a hundred thousand. It all becomes so relative, I guess. Right. There's always the next number. Like, great. I got 200,000. Now there's 300 and maybe I could get to a million. It's just like, you have to stop like and cap yourself, like yeah. forget about it because it's endless. And I, it's, isn't it crazy? I know. I just know in my gut, like once you get to that point where you just give zero F's about it anymore, yeah. that's when you really start to grow. Yep. <laughs> and all of a sudden it's, it's the weirdest thing. Like you let go of it and it's just like, boom, it happens. But yep. I just, I just, it, I didn't know that that's, that was like the, the first catalyst of your growth mm-hmm. or like how you took a nudge an inner nudge and you went with it and you acted on it and you went outside of your comfort zone and you made it about a good cause right. instead of what can I do to grow my audience? Right. How can I build these connections? Like, okay, Lord, I need a, I need 
an organization that you just put in my lap and plop. There comes an article on this girl from the community that started this company. And I'm like, okay, well, there it is. You know, like when you ask, you know, it'll be revealed to you, but it was, it's a great way for me to share. It was, it was organic, but it was a bigger cause for sure. Insane. Okay. So on that note, what else have you done? Cause you mentioned a couple of times, like, and that was something that I wanted to ask you, like, what were some things that has worked really well that you've done throughout growing your audience? Like, were there strategies, tactics, things that stand out? They're like, okay, that worked really well. I'm going to keep doing that. Really? I would, some people just don't do it, but I would research. I would look up obviously like top 10 hashtags for home decor accounts. Um, I would look at other accounts bigger than me and be like, what are they doing that I'm not doing? Of course, the comparison game comes into play, but I would mostly see like these few things like consistency. They're always showed up somehow. Um, This was before stories even were stories. There were no stories. Um, Just diligently showing up. And in the beginning, I would stress myself out so bad. I've got to have two posts a day. I've got to have, you know, like, and I would just get so uptight about it and it was not worth it. Um, But in the beginning, for sure, consistency, you know, don't disappear for a week and then (laughs) come back. Like it takes consistency. Uh, It also takes, you know, pretty images. I've learned that along the way. Um, It's your first impression. So your feed is your first impression. it's your portfolio. I know everyone's like, it's not real looking at your pictures. Well, I don't want my real life. I know people have differing opinions on this. I just don't want my messy kitchen on my feed. It's my portfolio. It's what I take to a business meeting and what they look at and scroll through and say, Oh, well, she, she thinks about her content and that means she would be a good business partner. So stories are for real life and Instagram, you know, the feed is my portfolio. Yes. I always say that your, your feed is your storefront, right? Where your, where your customers go and browse and you want to be beautiful and clean and attract those people into your store. The back of the house is where you keep it real right. stories. And then I always say I could make a whole Instagram on, you know, feet, because if you are consistently sharing one of the same pretty backgrounds with a foot and you did it a different way and you propped it up on a board and you know like if you were consistent with what you were visually looking at people would follow it I'm just saying yeah consistency and a pretty feed that's appealing it doesn't matter what's on there You can follow anything on Instagram. Will you try the foot thing just to prove it? No. I don't like feet. (laughs) Let Richard do it. I feel like, by the way, Rachel's husband, Richard, is a freaking hoot. I feel like if anybody could pull that off and have fun with it, it would be Richard. Oh, yeah. He would totally draw faces on his feet and all that. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, you you can do anything, I feel like, if you keep consistency and a pretty feed. And then obviously I know you preach hashtags and I think in the beginning they worked super well. Like, so we would make the community, a few girls, we would make our own hashtag. It was really big a few years ago. Like it would be motivation Monday or whatever it was. And then everyone would share their pictures and also add our hashtag. And then we would pick one winner from the week and you can still do this. Mm-hmm. And then we would all share them on our feed and it would expose, we would expose each other, you know, and people would say, Oh, well, I'm going to follow her. And it just became this way of exposure 
was creating our own daily hashtag. So within the home decor community, we have Tuesday coziness or Wednesday, whatever. And then, so each day of the week, I would start tagging the photos I shared with those hashtags. Mm -hmm. And whoever was hosting the hashtag would also then in turn share. So they really worked well in the beginning. And I, I still think they work great now. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily look up things from for from a hashtag, but I know it's a great way. So like for my book coming out, um, I'll be able to just create a small hashtag and then whoever buys my book can add that. And then I can then in turn share them. So it's just a way to create promotion, yeah, promotion and yeah, keep track of, of posts, yeah. get that social proof. Right. And then now, of course, we have stories, um, which are so intimidating. I know people get all weird about it. Once you do one, you get used to it. And I am class A introvert. Like, I don't want to stand in front of people. But for some reason, I just feel like I'm talking to myself and it's just gotten a lot easier. And people ask me all the time, I just am not comfortable. I'm like, just do it. (laughs) Like, yeah show up. You have to. Yeah. I think Jenna Kutcher says she shows up for one minute a day on her stories Mm -hmm. and no matter what it is or what she's wearing or what she's doing, um, just to, uh, gain that trust and let people in just a little bit. And another thing, it's one minute of your entire day and someone broke it down. Like each dot is of course, 15 seconds and you're only allowed so many. So think about how little bit of a time that you're Mm-hmm. actually on and take that into consideration. Um, but stories, if you know, it bumps your bubble up in the top mm-hmm. and it lets you be seen. Now I'm still on the fence about lives cause I'm weird about it. I don't like three people to show up and be like, Oh my gosh, only three people are looking. <laughs> but even if they're not there, then it will still be first in their storyline for 24 hours. So showing up, it's kind of the only way really you can be seen now. It's so hard yeah. to get hidden with algorithms. And if you're in stories, at least you're present for someone. Right. So that was a big deal for me. Um, I also, in the beginning, did a lot of giveaways. People are so weird about these, but they really worked well for me. Why are they weird about it? I think they just, a lot of larger accounts don't want to do them. They don't want to seem fake. You know, I don't, I don't, honestly, they worked great for me in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's giveaway groups you can join. I would, I would suggest like keeping it within your niche, obviously, like we're giving away two washer and dryers or PayPal, you know, and you get together with these women and you have to follow all the women in order to mm-hmm. win the giveaway. But that was how I grew astronomically. Like in the beginning, I was putting in like 30 bucks a pop or whatever, and I would do once a month, maybe mm-hmm. just whatever your budget can allow. And there's different groups that I would suggest using over others based on my niche. So I would find out girls that have a lot of following that do it, that you can see that people are interacting on their feeds um, that you can participate in. But that really helped me grow. And then we did the loops, you know, where we, in the very beginning, I would get six girls and I'd be like, get one decor item that you can give away. So it was like somebody went to Hobby Lobby, they spent $10, somebody went to Target, and we put it all together. We'd make a little like Canva picture and we'd have a collage and then we'd all post it at the same time. It had to be at the same minute and we'd all share. If you follow each of us, we're shipping this to you. And people would get packages and you'd be surprised how many people want something for free. I mean, yeah, I know. They come out of the woodworks, but also they're gaining these people that I know they'd like to follow. Yeah. Uh, 
So that's how I started truly with giveaways was just reaching out to five random girls. Hey, I love your account. I think we're both trying to grow. Would you mind putting in a $10 item and I'll organize it? Truly, truly, it was down to being a leader. Um, Because if I have found over the years doing this, if you are the leader and you take the organization and you take the reins, everyone will participate. I think I've had now a couple girls that won't or whatever, but if I organize it and I'm, I'm good at organizing, um, everyone would jump on board. It was just the initial someone having incentive to do it. Uh So now I tell people share groups, share groups are the best way to share. So look at your following. If you don't know the girl, just send them a message. Hey, would you like to be in a share group with me? What's a share group? So a share group is 10 or 12, or you can do however many you want, five. Um, right now, I've been in one with some really large accounts for gosh, one a week. So there's like 15 of us. Mm-hmm. And we were out, so first of all, if you're the initiator, you would eat, you would uh, send out a DM. Hey, I'm starting a share group, which means each week we share one of the accounts. Um, so there's five or six girls. We're going to list them out. So I'll send the group message, A, B, C, D, E. Um, here's all your girls. Today, you're going to share the girl under your name. So I would share Allie today, and I would share a couple pictures of her. I would even, if you choose, share her picture in my feed. But a lot of people just do it in stories. This is Allie. I think you'd really like to follow her. She's an entrepreneur. And you talk about her. And it gains people's trust. And then you're done for the week. So you check her off. Then the next week, you share the next name under you. And while you're doing this, other girls are sharing you and adding your links, and they click on you. And it's just like, hundreds I'm telling you hundreds of people have followed me from doing these with other women and you do it within your own niche obviously like if you have right or seven girls that are entrepreneurs and trying to help women in their business ask them um there's a girl I follow that asked me about she does young living and I'm like well find some crunchy granola mamas that Uh also use oils and ask if they want to be in a share group they will always say yes there is no harm done in a few stories once a week um, to share someone. And truly that is my biggest tip is share groups. Dude, I love that so much because like with the giveaways and I always say, because I teach there, there are two strategies that I personally love right now to grow and giveaways work really well, as you know. And also I love story takeovers, which I would love to get your opinion on those if, you ever, oh, yeah. if you've ever done one, but um, didn't know about the share group, love that. And what I love so much about that and what I always said, like comparing takeovers to, uh, giveaways is when people follow you for a giveaway, why are they following you? Because yeah. you know, maybe they do want to follow you for your feed and what you post, but most of the time it's for the gift and you don't know how long they're going to stay. Yeah. And you'll lose some followers for uh-huh. sure. Oh, I'm sure. But if you're consistent and have the pretty photos a lot of times I have found that people stay Yeah, because I have decent content. I'm sharing my cat and my grandma's shoes or whatever. Like, you're like, Oh, I'm glad I found this girl through this. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. If you exactly. And, and I think that's like a huge takeaway too. stay in your niche. Like, 
partner with people who are in similar businesses. So you guys, so you can find these people that are buying. Because their following is who would also follow you. That's right. What's so hard is the exposure. And to me, share groups have been key. And I've done, I've gotten myself into so many one time, like five or six at a time. And I'm just like, I keep a list of notes in my, in my phone. And I put a little emoji after each girl's name that I share. And I like, keep it super organized. I'm like, I got to share this girl. I got to share this girl. But and you can approach it, you know, with your audience. Like, I really love to share women. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to be like, this is a chore on my list. I'm sharing today. Oh, you're being a team player. And, and right. like you said, introducing them to somebody that is like you that they would also enjoy. It's exactly. It's a great tactic. And I want to touch on too something that you mentioned being a leader. Cause I can't tell you, and I'm guilty of this too. But like, I can't tell you how many times I've heard nobody will partner with me or nobody asked me to do this stuff or I don't have a big enough following, like put it together yourself. And yeah, like if you, if you have 10,000 followers and you're trying to partner up with people with a hundred thousand followers, you might get a little, you know, you want it to be mutually beneficial here, but partnering up with other 10 K followers or other people with 500 followers, even if that makes sense. Yeah. If you gain 30 true followers. That's it's right. Worth every share. Quality over quantity. And it's easier to, maybe if you're not comfortable with stories yet, it's easy to share a screenshot of this girl's feed and just write on it. You'll really love this girl. Like get yourself used to putting something in your stories. Um, and that's a great way not to show your face if you're not comfortable yet by mm. doing it that way. Um, I'm looking at my list here, like other things like Optimal time, learning your optimal time to post, obviously. So important. Within the business um, side of Instagram, you can see your times, but they've never worked for me looking at the times. Really? Isn't that weird? All mine vary. Like um, They're kind of consistent, but I know after seeing, mostly for me, it's women after they've put their kids to bed and it's like 8 to 9 p.m. That's always what's worked best for me. Sometimes early morning, 6 a.m. So if I'm thinking, I know my audience is like, 23 to 55 women, obviously. And they're either up before everybody or putting people to bed and laying by themselves or whatever, looking at their phones. So learn your optimal time. Um, I also saw advertise, but on a list that I was looking at. So you can bump your posts, you know, you can advertise your posts within Instagram. I've done that a couple of times. I've seen some benefit from it, but mostly Truthfully, it's been the giveaways and just exposure to other people. Mm-hmm. Lately, I will tell you the newest strategy is the giveaways and stories. I don't know if you've seen them. Mm-hmm. So I could team up with like five women and we all put in, I don't know, 50 bucks. And we make a little cute picture of all of our faces. And we say, all you have to do to enter is slide over. And you enter in the little slide bar that has a little smiley yeah. face. Yeah. You put that on your stories and then you say to enter, you follow all of us and swipe over because it logs who's swiped right. on your Instagram stories. And you can go back and look through your archives. Who's So that's how you can find your winner. Um, and then we all pick a name and then I randomly generate it and take out a name and then we send that person the gift card. But I will tell you, I did it with a few ladies. I got 3,000 followers that way. Stop. I know. And true. And th- what I love about it is it's like these true women in stories, they're looking at the person they love to follow and they're seeing that we're talking about the other girl again. Right. They're sharing 
who you love and it makes someone else love them too. And I feel like the stories giveaways have been great because they share like only four or five women and they gain your trust and people love to follow whom they're already following. People like them. So that's worked really well. Oh my God. This is so juicy. I'm so excited. We are learning <laughs> something new here, folks. Okay. Hold up. Back up. Okay. Break this down. So you're going to partner with four to five women. Right. Similar uh, niche industry. Right. Yeah. Or actually I've been even reaching out to other women, like mom, mom entrepreneurs or whatever, say you're, you and I aren't in the same niche, but we both love mm-hmm. women and encourage them. So you might get, get a whole different kind of audience, but for the most part, stick with your niche. Uh-huh. So last week I did, or maybe it was last month. I did five other women. We each put in 50, do what you can put in yeah. what you can, you know, um, collaborate on what's the best amount to give. And then we popped on and said, and said a quick story. I'm like, Hey, I'm teaming up with A, B, C, and D. These are great women. You'll love them. You'll want to follow them. Their content is amazing. And just because we all love you and thank you for being here, we're going to give you $500 to TJ Maxx. All you have to do is follow each of us and swipe this little bar over. And people aren't going through giveaways and clicking a hundred followers. They're just swiping over. And I found that people do that left and right. And um, then at the end of the story, I would s- share a few photos of those girls and be yeah. like, this is Amy. She has two kids that are adopted. You'll love her house. This is Allie. She has a little boy, you know, like, and I would share, let people in. And then also they're doing it on their feeds. So everyone would follow some can last 24 hours. I've even done one where we take a girl a day from the feed and share. We all share the same girl that day. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, we're doing this giveaway. It's lasting all weekend. The first girl I want to share with you is Allie. She, and then we all share her around the same time of day. So there's just so many eyes seeing your feet. Wow. And then the next day we'll share me and the next day the other girl. And then by the end of the weekend, okay, have you all entered? You know, this is your last chance to swipe over and then we're done. And you've gotten more organic following that want to follow you. And that's been the newest, biggest kind of giveaway I've seen. Oh my God. I love it. You have to organize it. <laughs> right, right. Organize it. But I love that it's not in the feed. That's something that yes. like I feel like if I was a blogger and because I, I know a lot of people do these giveaways and I would do it too, 100%. But that would be the one thing that would give me pause would be like, I don't want, you know, some weird graphic or whatever. But you keep it in your stories and it's all good. Oh, yeah. That's why a lot of bigger accounts will only do story giveaways now like girls with a big following because they don't want something in their feed. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This makes me so happy. So what has been something that maybe you tried that didn't work so well or that you wouldn't try again? Like, is there anything that stands out to you? Like some crazy growth tactic that was just super lame. Yeah. The one, the one we tried, (laughs) um, there was one where, Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's just be honest. I tried one time, this gal, it was like, I can get you 20,000 followers with this amount of money. It's like, a hundred, whatever we paid, 100 bucks. And I was like, let's just test it out and see what happens. And lo and behold, shot up my numbers, like 30,000 or whatever it was, 15, maybe 15,000. You got 15,000? In like one minute. Okay. No, no, no. But it gets worse. (sighs) Um, And I thought, where, how is this girl? I know the girl. I've like followed her. I knew what she was about. And so I was like, I'm just going to see it. Maybe she has some tactic that I don't know about. And then it was like, 
these weird Hispanic men and like just yes. all these people that you would never want to follow never. you. And yeah. so you've got the following and then they slowly drop off and you're like, oh, I've lost three or 4,000. I mean, some stayed, but I still will get random messages. I'm like, that's got to be from that weird giveaway. Yeah. So uh, let me, lesson learned. Yeah. Lesson learned for sure. Yeah. So to give just a little bit more context, this yeah. is groups. You're not buying followers, but you're participating. It's a blind giveaway, right? That's what they right. call it. Oh yeah. And they use a celebrity to do it. So they're yep. paying a celebrity to share this giveaway that have millions of followers in hopes that you too will get some of their following. Uh-huh. So you get thrown into this giveaway. So you're part, it's a loop, right? Like you're part of like, if people want this massive prize, they have to follow all of these blind right. contestants. So we were paying, we paid about a hundred dollars to be a blind contestant just to test it out. And within a day, I think I grew, it was like 3000 and I was just dumbfounded. I was, but, but same thing. I was scrolling through my, my sweet new followers and I was like, this yeah, this is not so sweet. <laughs> But guess what? We didn't do it again. It's a good lesson because I know how tempting it can be. And we had both Rachel and I had heard, you know, other people trying this. We're like, well, let's just give it a shot. And now we can share with others that. And now we can share with others. If it seems to be good to be true. That's right. It is. (laughs) Stick with your niche. And it's, it's always quality over quantity. Always. Like at the end of the day, you're doing this for engagement. And then if you want to monetize and if the people that are following you are interested in what you have to say or sell, there's no point. And that's going to drag your engagement ratio down. You're going to get less love in the algorithm. It's just no bueno. Right. No bueno. Okay. So you've been doing all these things. You're, you're absolutely killing it. And then all of a sudden you start getting these insane opportunities. You know, no, I was so, are you talking about, okay. So in the beginning people, people would say, will you share my free product? Of course. In the beginning when I was like, you know, 8,000 or whatever. Yeah. I want free home decor. That's why I'm here. Uh-huh. So they would send me their decor and then I would share it. And I started thinking, oh, well, this is good. And then the products kind of got bigger, like a mattress or you know, and I think it's sad, but companies will take advantage of people now that I'm learning, like, oh, we can send them our free product and they'll share it. Um, I'm learning that, mm-hmm. no, they're, they're not paying an advertiser and you're not, you're not getting paid either. Technically, you're just getting the free product. So I would say in the beginning, it's great because you're getting something out of it and you can share it and help both sides of the fence. But it really, this is so sad. It wasn't until 60,000, 60K when I started realizing I could make money from this. Mm -hmm. Um, It took me that long until someone was like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. How do I make money from this? Um, And so I started looking into, so there's, I always tell people it's like a talent agency for influencers and they'll take your criteria and your stats and your media kits and they put them in a big pot and then filter you out to companies. Um, so Aspire IQ is one of my main ones. And then obviously is another one. It's obvious.ly. We'll link all these by the right. way. Right. And they're, they're just companies that act as your agent almost and put you in this pot and then they send you things that go along with your niche. Um, a lot of companies, there's so many out there. I think when I researched it, there were like 40 mm. and these, some of them try to get commission off what you're doing and some of them simply don't, they may be paid by the company. So watch out for that first of all. But then after 60 K I was like, wait a minute, I can ask someone told me I could ask a hundred dollars per follower. 
for something that I would post. I mean, per, yeah, per thousand. Yeah. So like oh, that's 6,000, wow. I could ask $600 for a post. Well, I felt like that was way too much. I totally underestimated myself and I would do like, sure, I'll share one post for $200. Oh, you know, if I like the <laughs> product. You're selling $10,000 worth of product for them. <laughs> right. So I started thinking, like, I remember I shared an uh, American Eagle coat for the first time. And I started using affiliate links. And that's another thing to make money. And it's such a small amount of money, but it's useful when you have the swipe ups. Mm-hmm. So I shared an American Eagle coat. And it was like a five second story. Like, hey, look at this cute coat. Here's the swipe up. And I sold like 30 of them. And I'm thinking, I ain't even a style influencer. I know these women make a lot of money doing this, but American Eagle just made 80 bucks off a coat mm-hmm. from one five second share. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting paid like $3. You know what I mean? Right. So I started like thinking about this. And then I started landing some different deals. And I don't know if people know, but like um, they can vary. Like I did one thing for this um, organization that was trying to save historic buildings, which I don't know why they picked me, but they did. And they paid me $3,000 to do like two stories and create content. And then was it a blog post? Anyways, companies will come up with their strategy. A lot of times, make sure you stay true to who you are and what you want. And always look at the fine print because it won't just be, here's $3,000. Just share this. It'll be, we need a 30 second video. We need you to make sure this that you say these exact words in your post. You have to add this. You have to add that. You have to have this amount of hashtags. You have to offer this coupon. You have to put this link in your bio for two weeks. Like there's always fine print for things. So there's so much more, but that's what I started realizing after 60 K was, wait a minute, I am underestimating myself. There are women that make full-time incomes from their just blogging alone, which I'm still trying to figure that out. I don't understand all that. Well, you Um, wrote a book, so... You know, I'm trying to do this one thing at a time, but for me, I'm such a passion driven person. Like if someone else can do it, by God, I can do it. So yeah, I love that. I started thinking I need to be making money from this. So I started once I got on those a couple talent agencies that I call them influencer agencies, people started reaching out to me more. And, um, that's how kind of how I've, I manage it. And, and then, it's all up to you. Like I could work my butt off and do one a week. Like, right. There are some influencers that I follow. Um, one I, I'm thinking of now that does it so eloquently and she always shows her family, but she intertwines. Like it takes a creative mind. People yes. don't understand. You are your own producer, advertising agent, photographer, um, editor. Like you're all the things that these companies have been paying thousands for in one little post yep. and it takes so much work. And I've, I've, I'm watching people cause some people get so tired of it and they're like, Oh, she's selling something else. But I support women that do it because I know how hard it is and it's their full-time job. They're taking care of their families. They're saving for their kids college. They're doing these, these things. So I always try to like and support it, but it is such a balance of, <laughs> of understanding um, how to do it and, um, working with these companies, knowing your worth and standing up for yourself and saying, Hey, I can share this for this X amount. All they can do is say no, or all they'll do is come back at you and say, we'll do it. You know, we'll, okay, we'll do it for this amount. Um, so right now I did a six month partnership with green chef, which is a, a home box food company. And they paid me $500 once a month to share it. But I, you know, I have to come up with 
how I'm going to share food again. You know what I mean? And, and I'm open enough to say, how would you like me to share it? Because yeah. a lot of times they have their own ideas, but they don't want to step on your toes. So I'm just being honest. Like this is kind of what I do to make money. Now I going back to, I could do something every week you have to, but I don't want to like, mm-hmm. I want to pay like the, the outgoing bills, a few things I have in mind, like my publicist and some things that are part of my business. I just want to clear even on it. So this isn't my full-time income, so I don't stress about it. I have had some friends that have tried to quit their full-time jobs to mm-hmm. do this. And it's terrifying because, you know, you're always stressed about a deadline. You're always worried when the next check's coming. Some of these things don't happen until 30 days later. You know, once you've put out your contents, so you've right. got to learn how to manage the timing and how much you want to put in and if it's going to stress you out and how, what your family needs for it. So it's just a big balancing learning act and I'm still definitely learning about it too. Well, and would you agree with this too? Like as many times as you say yes to great opportunities, you have to say no even more like for your, to maintain integrity with your audience. Cause I would think that I think that's again why you've seen your success because this money it's it's a bonus for you so you don't have to say yes to an opportunity just because it's coming through the door and I feel like that's you you've maintained this integrity and trust with your audience because you're not just shoving all these products down their throats and right. whenever you know whenever you do share about something it's such I, I think you do a fantastic job thank you and you're you really- have to be like yeah you have to be picky and. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily want to share something that I wouldn't use myself. Um, so I did a ring doorbell that doesn't necessarily, I mean, it goes with the home, mm-hmm. but I, I, we use it. I mean, it's something mm-hmm. I, we use every day. We do the food boxes. Um, mm-hmm. So I do think you have to think about, I mean, it's tempting to want to do things for the money, obviously. And I've had to learn that, like it wasn't worth the stress for me to do that one. Um, right. So just learning, like you said, what you want to share how it's going to hit your audience and how to value yourself with businesses is a learning process. Absolutely. And yeah, you learn as you go, but I know that this is going to help so many people. So one of the things you said was like you, whenever you're doing this and goes back to people who maybe aren't in this industry, not realizing how much work goes into it, but you're right. Like you're your photographer or, you know, you have somebody to help you with that. You do your own copywriting. You have to know like the ins and outs of Instagram. So you get the engagement, all these things that go into it. You do this all at home with two little boys. Rich also works from home a lot too, right? Three little boys. (laughs) 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 Well, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. (laughs) So how do you, do you take, you take all of your own photos, right? Well, I know that Grace lives next door. She's a neighbor and she's also. She does our family photos and some of the interior. Uh She has before, but mostly, man, I got the new iPhone and it's just, just as good as my um, DSLR camera. So I get frustrated with myself. I've tried to take photography classes. I have the eye, like I have the eye to see how to take the photo, but I don't have the skill to actually do it and use manual mode and all that. So I've just really lately relied on my iPhone. I think it works fine. And I would tell people they don't have to be a photographer to take a decent photo. Almost all the large accounts I follow, half a million and up, they use their iPhone. Yes. I think it's just about consistency and making it even if you use all the same filter, you know, like focusing on the appearance of it. Right. 
Um, but yeah, I, I squeeze it in somehow and I, I don't plot out. I don't plan out. I don't, I just kind of go with my gut. I'm like, well, I guess I could share. I do think about like, so right now I'm trying to work in my lifestyle more like me, more Richard, more my kids, more, because mm-hmm. I think that's more appealing to people to see a, a good balance. So I'll do like four interior shots and then one of me, four interior shots and then one of me. Like I'm trying to keep some kind of a scheme, but I'm always looking at my feed like, eh, I should have put a lighter photo here. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're your own worst critic. Her feed is the most beautiful thing. Oh, thanks. I'm trying to figure it all out, but yeah, homeschooling and all the things. I squeeze it in. <laughs> so you said that you don't have a schedule that you follow. So is it just pockets of time that you fit in, yep. pop on stories of these pockets of time, take a picture? How many times a day do you post now? I post one time a day at night. And and I've actually let myself go some nights. And I'm like coaching myself, like, it's okay if you don't post tonight. You know why? Because these are genuine. These are genuine people that like to follow you and they'll still be here when you come back tomorrow. And I've, I've finally gotten to that place where like, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Wow, Rachel. That's like, it's so, it beautiful. took a while to get there. So, but you typically, you think you post I, about seven days a week? I, I usually take the weekends off unless okay. I'm doing a project. I love just learn like, Hey, I'm going to not do this. Um, for you for the weekend and then so I'll probably post five times a week and then I do try to show up in my stories a little once a day sometimes I I just don't I go rogue and people are fine (laughs) and my story numbers go down and all the things and I just I just can't I have so many friends that get so obsessed with my engagement was down 500 people today it wasn't up 3,000 I'm like I just cannot look at that stuff I will tell you I never I do look, check my numbers occasionally because I'm like, why did I lose 200 people or whatever? You know, like what's going on right now? Honestly, I feel so stagnant and stuck Mm -hmm. and it's just part of the season that I'm in, I guess. Like I haven't, I don't know if it's some, you have to turn your mind. Like it's not something I'm doing wrong or not enough of. It's just is what it is. I think you get to a certain point and you may not stop you may not grow for a while or I need to think of maybe something a little different, mix it up. I did a chat with some other girls and their husbands and that helped me a lot. You know, like it's just, it's too much sometimes and I have to take off the weekends and I have to set my mind on what's most important. And to me, like go back to your, why, why am I here? Like Mm -hmm. I'm here to help encourage women to be who they were created to be and to create intention, an intentional life. Those are my goals, Mm -hmm. intentional life. And if I touch one person or a hundred thousand, it's the same, you know, it means the same to me. And I have, I've had to cut off looking at the numbers, looking at the engagement, when's the best time to post. Like I've had to just let it go. Like, great. If my stories are down, they're down, <laughs> you know, like you just well, got so keep the consistency that. and yeah. let go of the stressful part. Yes. I'm so glad you said that because I feel the same way. I've been taking off weekends too. Um, and because it just, when you feel that pressure mounting and you're stressing so much and it breaks my heart because I get a lot of messages. A lot of people will come to me and they're like, what's going on with the algorithm? What's going on with Instagram? My, my engagement's cut in half. It's been like this for two days. What's going on? And they're freaking yeah. out. And yeah. I'm like, girl, Come on. I mean, I get it. I get it. But like one, it it affects all of us. It's going to ebb and flow. And two, like give yourself a break. It's it's okay. You will create better content and better show up better if you're 
not stressed about it. Absolutely. Say it louder for the people in the back. That is so <laughs> true. Okay. So fun question. I don't know if you're going to answer this because you're so nice, but what do you see other people do on Instagram that makes you cringe? Ooh. And if it's me, this one, I don't want to know. It's not you. Honestly, I listened, so I listened to Rachel Hollis and Jenna Kutcher and all these women that pump you up and all that. Even some men. I love Ed Milet. Anyways, I have learned that I, I cannot scroll and watch a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I just can't. Like it's easier for me to do what I have to do and get off mm-hmm. and, or I'll get lost and sucked into the hole. And I, so I don't really watch a lot. I have a pro I have a hard time with like oversharing product. Mm-hmm. Because I and I love some of these women I follow, and I would never judge their character on how they are going about sharing. But it's just like I want to know. Who, I, but that's my personality. I want to know you more. I want to know what you struggled with today. I want to know how you're, you know, your whatever you're dealing with is, as opposed to where you got your red socks. And I just I have a hard time with constant selling. Mm-hmm. So I think like it's such a you have to find a balance of real life and. I don't want to be the girl like, where'd you get that? Where'd you get this? How do you, how do I get that? Where do I do that? Cause I get that a lot and I'm just, and I'm not even a style, a style. Right. Right. You know? So it, it doesn't, I wouldn't say it annoys me. It's just, I want to know more behind the person than just what they can sell. So, so good. it's probably mostly it. I love it. What, um, there was something else I was going to ask. Okay. This isn't even, this is a little off topic. And then I want to talk about your book. Cause I know that I need to get you off of here. Um, But I love your answer to this so much. And I feel like people need to hear this, but we've talked about like people that are just mean on Instagram and you, you have such a large platform and you have experienced people just like kind of lashing out on you, just little things. Right. And I love your response to this where you're just, you are so kind back to them. Either you, sometimes you don't, it doesn't warrant a response. Um, but other times you're, you're just really nice back to them and then they end up apologizing. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so I d- I think when you're a style influencer, you get a lot more because women are just face it. We deal with our bodies and our image more than anything. So within my home decor realm in all these years that I've done it, I've had like five nasty comments and um, five and all of all these people. So I always first have to say the good always outweighs the bad. Obviously I'm, I've had way too much beautiful things happen to let a few things I mean, a lot of people say, how do you do it? I couldn't handle one negative comment. That's why I'm not starting my feed. And I think it just goes back to my own security with my, who I am. And, um, so I've had a few, but I I don't even remember. See, this is what I just let it leave my mind. I don't even remember. I'm not trying to bring it back up for you. (laughs) I don't remember what the girl said, but I was, I just responded with kindness because I always think, this is not me. She's lashing out at. It is something she's dealing with. It is her job. It is her marriage. It is something she grew up not having that she's also feeling hard um, and bitter toward. And so I just always say, I'm sorry you feel that way. Um, you can always un. Oh, she wanted she wanted to unfollow me or something. I was like, you can always hit that blue button if I'm bringing you down or whatever, whatever it was. And I think she still follows me, but she wrote me back. She was like, you know what? I was having a really bad day. 
thank you for being kind. I apologize. And most of the time they've all said that to me. So I just go at it with, it's not me, it's them. So good. And there's something underneath. It's And it's so true. And it's so easy to take those like five negative con- comments. Yeah. The bajillion. Like, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. And, but I love that. So I wanted to make sure that people heard that. Yeah. Let it go, ladies. <laughs> yes. Okay. So opportunities. You have written a book. Yes. Holy craziness. Crap. In freaking insane. Tell her, tell us all the things y'all we can pre-order this right this second. So we'll link it up all the things, but what tell us. I know the- you'll love this. So, um, we had tried to get, this is a two year journey, but we had have a friend that knew a friend that was like, would you ever like a TV show? And I was like, I mean, I guess we could try, you know, if the Lord opens the door, we'll walk through it. So, a few years ago, we tried this stunt at a TV show. We went through all these hoops and blah, blah, blah. Long story short, got a no. The mm-hmm. same day, I got a phone call from HarperCollins. Same day. Voicemail said, hey, Rachel, this is so-and-so. I work for HarperCollins. Would you ever be interested in writing a book? I said, and if you know me, that's what my heart has always wanted to do since I was a little girl. And so I was like, okay, Lord, you closed that door and you opened this one the same day. And so it was a, a hoop, but at, like I had to walk through all these hoops. Uh-huh. I had to present my draft. Anyway, I met with the girl. She wanted to do a farmhouse style book. And I was like, you know what? Something's just not right about that. Not everybody has a farmhouse style. Anyways, it's turned into being a book called She Made Herself a Home. Mm-hmm. And it's all about me walking you through visually my mind of my home and how people should feel when they walk into your entryway and your living room. And more importantly, because again, it's hard for me to write about home decor when I have such a big heart for other things. So it was a challenge to write it, but um, I bring in my stories from my childhood and teach you how to be intentional within your space, how you want your kids to feel when they leave your house or when they come back in and how you want your friends, not necessarily how pretty you've decorated, but how you create intention. So Within the book, my first thought was, you know what? I don't want this to be a designer book with a thousand photos of these perfectly quaffed spaces. So I asked, every picture in the book is from one of my friends on Instagram. Um, So there are 40 women in the book. There are 12 larger accounts that make up each chapter and they kind of share their tips and their home and their heart and their motto for their life. And then all the other pages are all different styles, single women, married women, grandmothers, women that aren't experts in design that don't have their um, degrees in this field, but that have a beautiful voice. And I just wanted them to be seen and heard and they share their tips. And I walk you through my house and I tell you where to shop, how to shop, what your style should be. There's a quiz in it. Anyways, it's just a book full of heart and intention and full of average women like you and me that have created beautiful spaces. So there and, is. <laughs> and I'm just saying I am, we're moving here very soon and this book could not come at a better time. That's a God. There you go. Me. Thank you, Rachel, because I need this book. So y'all, we can pre-order this right now. She made yep. herself a home. It's on Amazon, anywhere books are sold and on my website at Creighton Cottage too. You're an author. I know. What? <laughs> <It's> a good thing. <laughs> New York Times bestseller. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah, we'll just see. declare it, Mama. Declare <laughs> it. <laughs> and I had her first, y'all. On my <laughs> she gets too big. <laughs> no. 
I'll always be your neighbor, even when you move. I know, I know. Well, okay, last question besides how can people find you? What advice would you give to somebody who wants to do what you do? Like, let's say they, they have this on their heart. They feel called to, to give it a shot. What advice, what one piece of advice would you give to them? Do it. Yes. <laughs> literally, like you have nothing to lose um, other than saying you tried. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tried that blogging thing and I thought it was what I needed to do and it just didn't work out. Now I can write it off my heart and my list and move on to something else. And guess what? If it does work, then it works and you're sitting where I am and just try it. You have nothing to lose. So good. I I would say the exact same. That's beautiful. Rach, this was I mean, expectation, (laughs) honestly, like I knew, I knew you were going to give us the juice, but like you really just, you gave it away. And that's my, you're my kind of girl, obviously. (laughs) Um, thank you so much. I know like everybody is going to love this episode so much and you just opening your heart and I can't wait to get my hands on this book. I know so many people will be excited to read it too. But thank you so much just for being oh, Thank open you. I love to share, to help thank encourage you. women. Where can people find you? Um, so Instagram at Creighton Cottage and then CreightonCottage.com. That's where I usually live. And she also has another account, Creighton Cabin. Oh, yes. that We just opened our, well, in February, we'll open our first Airbnb. If you like the modern black style, it's total opposite than our white farmhouse and it's at Crate and Cabin. It is so sick. I I can't even deal. Um, It's so beautiful. Yeah. If you guys want a vacation in Tennessee, check out this cabin. It's stunning. It is just insane. But anyway, Rach, I adore you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, girl. Hey friend. Thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode helped you in any way, you can directly impact my efforts by simply sharing a screenshot of this to your social media or team. Also, if you're looking for additional support, feel free to find me on Instagram at Allie I Reeves and or join the free Six Figure Influencer Facebook group.